Hello. Hi. Welcome to another episode of Sophia's Choice. The Golden Girls. Yep, another one. <laughs> nice. uh, they continue on. But today is a little different than any other day that we've mm-hmm. had on this podcast before. This podcast, I think, will have a some wiseness, mm-hmm. some maturity, <laughs> yes. a, a venerable nature that it never has possessed in the past. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and these attributes, they can't be purchased or won in some sort of game of chance or skill. No, not no, at all. These traits are earned. They're earned by facing man's greatest enemy, Father Time, mm-hmm. and saying, I know you're going to win the war, but mm-hmm. not this battle, and I'm going <laughs> to continue on another day. Mm-hmm. And... All that's leading up to that today we have a grandfather on the podcast for the first time. So I am Alan. I'm joined by Brent. Hello. And by the newest grandfather, the only grandfather in our group of friends, as a matter of fact, Ski. Hello. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's funny. I was I was trying to look up some uh, I don't know adjectives to describe a grandfather <laughs> while I was preparing for this little monologue. Codger. Yeah. Dodger. <laughs> well, I found this great website that it was like, it was giving you these writing tips, I guess. Mm-hmm. And the first one was describing a grandfather. So oh, th- yeah. this is now the way that I will describe Ski. I'm excited. Uh, a grandfather has winter white hair. His eyes are blood flecked as he is very old. Blood flecked. <laughs> he, has a, he has a goatee and it suits him. His face is time worn and is wrinkled. When he walks, it is unsteady. He is unsteady on his feet. Some of his clothes are moth-eaten, but he still well, keeps them in the wardrobe. <laughs> Two of his fingers are crooked from an old sports injury. That's probably accurate too. He has a very friendly smile. His eyes are a sparkling blue color, and he seems to see everything. His voice can be weak and fragile at times. <laughs> so. There were some other, uh, that, that was the base, that was the introductory one. There are some much more detailed, better ones on I the like website. It. But As far as like just the ex- level of excitement mm-hmm. for being a grandfather, I think that like Ski and then, you know, myself maybe someday, you know, probably equally excited, mm-hmm. but probably for like different reasons. I think like being a grandfather, um, you know, makes his racism socially acceptable. Oh, okay. Right there you go. Yeah, it's, it's all okay now. <laughs> exactly. I'm an old man. Don't question me. Exactly. Yeah, it's enough. it's from my time. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Okay, it's just his way. He can't help his misogyny. <laughs> so, exactly. So. In my yeah. day. And then for just me personally, um, you know, it'll, you know, delay my grave going untended for one more generation. Oh, okay. That's, <laughs> I think it's sweet that you think your grandkids will care that much. <laughs> it'll be in the will. <laughs> so are you going to have some sort of a provision where they get to, I don't a know. stipend every exactly, time they visit you know. the grave? Um, I'm going to, you know, ration out, you know, my, my vinyl albums. And <laughs> they get one per month provided that grave is kept clean. <laughs> so that seems fair. Yeah. You know, that's... Yeah, I mean, I, whatever you need to do to, you know, I don't know, keep the bird shit off your tombstone. <laughs> I'm all for it, but I don't know, though, Brent, you may decide that uh, depending on how long you live, you may need to cash those vinyls then just for your own <laughs> you know, living be. expenses between now and then. Maybe. Yeah, do you have a pretty extensive collection? No. I, I know mean, you love music. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, compared to like, you know, the others at this table, yes, but oh, like, sure so, like, yeah. like hardcore people, no. So. I do not have a single vinyl at this point. Yeah, uh, I did have quite a few of my dad's. Oh, we yeah. ended up, we did kind of actually end up liquidating them a little bit when we mm-hmm. he melted we, them. Yes, <laughs> made candles. Yeah. Oh man, what would it sound like if the Beatles and Prince got together? Let's try it out. <laughs> 
Well, yeah, I uh, I owned vinyls when I was a kid, yeah. but I've never owned that I can remember at least offhand. Mm-hmm. Have not owned one as an adult, mm-hmm. um, but I'm of course not the yeah. music uh, aficionado that you are. Yeah. Hell, I, I probably am even further down the list than Ski is. So I, I remember uh, my dad actually had like an original uh, Bill Cosby, mm. like. Like and that was com- probably back comedy. before Cosby's <laughs> downfall, wasn't it? Oh, well before, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was, but like, it was probably created back in like the 70s. Well, no, it was created well before his downfall, but your dad passed away before Bill Cosby's downfall, didn't he? It would have been close it anyway. It would have been close, yeah. Hopefully I'd, you I'd, sold it at the right time. Didn't, we didn't get any extra money for it. I think now it probably could have gotten extra for it just from mm-hmm. some kind of weird... <laughs> like. <laughs> Fetish, <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah. fetishy, you know, like. Oh yeah, well, yeah, I was gonna say like, um, I don't know what like kind a morbid of guy. curiosity. <laughs> well, it, it could be something where not a lot of places would sell it, so mm-hmm. you know, it could become too. slightly harder to it's find. Like memorabilia, you right? Can't get that on right. The, you got to go to the dark web in order to buy Cosby albums. <laughs> Is that again that third page of Google matches? Exactly. <laughs> second. Well, oh, he, second. Oh. He actually had uh, a comedy bit, and I don't know if this was actually on this album because. I think mm-hmm. I've heard it before, but mm-hmm. like years and years before, mm-hmm. uh, where he was talking about Spanish Fly, oh. and how awesome it is, <laughs> and people thought, "Ah, oh, he's hilarious." Yeah, he's like, "Hmm, not as hilarious as you think." <laughs> I do. It is an awkward thing because, like, I love his uh, himself, um, you know, stand-up yeah. uh, routine, and I'd like to show the kids. But there's that, like, do I say, like, "Hey"? I think this is really funny, but you need mm-hmm. to be aware yeah, uh, that this guy, anymore. or do I just avoid the whole thing? Just like, it's not so funny that I need to bother to show you. Couldn't you just recycle your Michael Jackson disclaimer? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I suppose I could, but that came, like, I was not introducing them to Michael Jackson, mm-hmm. so it's like, that was something where... He introduced where, himself? Well, <laughs> I, I think Michael Jackson was Ooh. already gone at that point, yeah. um, but... Yeah, it was a situation where where Joey just started enjoying Michael Jackson music, and mm-hmm. so I was like, okay, well, I need to get out ahead of this because I don't yeah. want you to get made fun of or have somebody, you know. Yeah. But well, whereas then this you're would be also a able to give them a little more accurate information, where stuff right. from kids at school, you know, know what they're going to hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I suppose so. I don't know how much accurate information I gave. I mean, I gave him the just the broad strokes. <laughs> so I well, would, I, I guess what I'm getting at is like if he has questions, he knows that you're already talking oh, about well, sure. it. He'd come to you. Like, not that Michael Jackson's a super hot topic nowadays. Yeah. but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Anyways, but uh, yeah. So congratulations again on becoming a grandfather. Much. And uh, today we also have another first on this mm-hmm. podcast. Um, we are going to be doing an actual uh, clip show. You know, mm-hmm. we, we've done like these ones that have the vignettes and whatnot mm-hmm. many times already, yeah. uh, but this is the first time they're actually showing mm-hmm. old, old footage. So, yeah. and and this one, it's kind of a two-part episode, and we made the decision that with those things, we're still going to break them into two separate episodes. So mm-hmm. today, yeah. we're going to be doing Golden Moments Part One, Season Three, Episode Eighteen, and the next week we'll do Part Two. And my we're... guess is these should both be. A little bit uh, shorter than our typical recaps, but I guess we'll find out as it goes. Now, what I oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say, you know, I didn't want people to, you know, worry that we were screwing them out of an episode of Sophia's <laughs> Choice. You know? Oh yeah, definitely not. No, we we want to make sure you get every episode because Brent he loves recording these things. I can't screw him out of it either. <laughs> so. Well, I mean, you kind of are because I mean, for the recap, aren't you just like splicing in my original audio from? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I don't have to say anything new today, do I? Yeah, you think that I put that much effort in? <laughs> my my editing is I, I do three things on editing. Okay. <laughs> 
I edit out uh, ums as much as I can. Okay. I edit out coughs as much as I can, <laughs> and I edit out the N word as much as I can. <laughs> but <Okay. laughs> those are the only three things. <laughs> uh, thankfully, I have never had to. I've had a couple little sections where I'm like, eh, maybe this is like too political or goes a little off brand <laughs> for us. Yeah. Um, where I've edited it out, but that's been just a little snippet here or there. Re- yeah, really rare. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, neither of you two have ever said something so incendiary <laughs> <laughs> that I've been like, yeah, this will ruin him. I think that's a out. challenge, Brent. What do you think? <laughs> exactly. Challenge oh, I, you two have certainly uh, made jokes that in today's day and age, in my in my time as your friends would be too incendiary for our, this podcast, but never on the podcast has that <laughs> happened. And actually, even those jokes haven't happened any time recently. So mm-hmm. I think we've all become a little more uh, enlightened. So I'd like to think so. But anyway, so today Ski is going to be doing our recap for us as mm-hmm. we go through this clip show. And uh, standard format, though, we'll still give our MVPs for the episode, still give our ratings out of eight slices of cheesecake, and still see if this one by chance makes it into the. Uh, competition for the best episode ever of of the golden girls do you think it has a shot i mean no i don't really Uh, (laughs) i'll tell you like my philosophy on this is that i can't i'm grading it in large part based on the original material not Mm -hmm. the the material that is original just to this episode which is obviously very slight slim um and so yeah for me the grading they would it would have to be so well put together Mm -hmm. For me to like give it a, a grade that would compete for the best episode ever yeah. that it just i can't imagine that that circumstance yeah. happening so see i think that so so for part one you know no um but for part two i mean i think that might have a reasonable shot you know okay. for contention but with that being said i'd probably still put my finger on the scale just to keep it out of there just because it's like if you ask somebody it's like oh well what's your favorite album and they name a greatest hits album (laughs) you know kind of cheating right you know beatles won exactly it's like non-stop hits (laughs) they're all good man exactly how can you not like that one on the bunch (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's a definitely you make a a solid point point. Um, but yeah, I don't think this these. I don't think you'll need to put your finger on the scale. But mm-hmm. I guess we'll see what Ski grades it. Yeah. Um, and like if you're sitting over there, like man, this had so much great stuff. It really deserves an eight. Mm-hmm. But I gotta hold it down. Yeah. I think our averages will still work out just yeah. fine. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it's all nonsense because obviously the only way that this could have made it into contention uh, would be in the MVP category. But since they didn't flash back to Paul Dooley, fuck it. <laughs> right? There you go. Now, I did have, have another his, one of your favorites. That his third, right? His third yeah. MVP. <laughs> it did have another one of your favorite guys, though. Well, oh, that yeah. one's next next week, I think. Uh, yeah, I believe you're right. Yeah, um, so. I'm excited. I'm, I'm voting for him again. <laughs> I, I hope you do. All right. Well, Ski, you ready to kick us off on this uh, recap of recaps? I sure am, you whippersnapper. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, if you end up needing to take a break for a nap or whatnot, yeah. I realize that you're advanced age now. That That's you... right. My my face is, is grizzled. Yeah. It was one of the worst. Weathered and chiseled from <laughs> time worn, you know, whatnot. But... My blood flecked eyes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Season three, episode 18, Golden Moments, part one. Uh, original air date was February 13th, 1988, which, you know, I'm sure we'll cover this next time, too. Yeah, there was a full-length one-hour episode mm-hmm. in this case, so both of them aired the same day. Right. Yes. Story, uh, there's actually a, a two-part for the written by. Story by Kathy Spear and Terry Grossman. Teleplay by Morton Nathan and Barry Finero. Hmm. I'm just going to throw this out there. It's kind of coattailing off of what you said earlier. The story by 
man, they they spent a lot of time on that one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they they did some uh, some. Uh, I mean, they probably brainstormed for hours. Oh yeah, some of their best work ever. Ever, yeah. <laughs> Not to be rated too much before we no. get started, but and then directed by, of course, Terry Hughes. Right. Well, it does seem silly. It's like so. Basically, all they did was like we're doing a clip show, and then yeah. the other guys had to write it. Right. Yeah. right. <laughs> Come up with like some. Mm-hmm. stringy like thing yeah. to put it together yeah, we with. Need, yeah need just a little bit of tape to keep these <laughs> exactly. <laughs> these parts a cohesive unit yeah. what will we have to uh combine them all mm-hmm. now Skia, do you in this in your recap do you go over where all of these uh various clips come from no but i do uh want to mention you guys had said that you know we've had vignette shows before mm-hmm. several of the little clips were from the vignette shows well i, I will mention just uh up front here this episode has eight different clips in it so this first one has eight different episodes referenced uh season one has episode one six nine and fifteen the pilot on golden girls blanche and the younger man and a little romance and then from season two it has a clip from episodes 5 11 17 and 18 isn't it romantic twas the night before christmas bedtime story and forgive me father so Eight, uh, that's a, an impressive number of uh, clips mm-hmm. to fit into one, you know, uh, what, 23, 24 minute episode. And thank you for doing the research on that. It's something I wanted to do, but I didn't have a whole lot of time to speak. So, yeah, I found a website that already had it listed. So, Did you? yeah. Well, <laughs> how many of those eight were written by Barry, Nathan, and Venero? Uh, all of them. That's what I assumed. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, we're just flashing back to our own stuff. Yeah, whatever gets us another. Uh, Royalty you know, check, Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea about any of the other deets, but. Yeah. So anyway, so go ahead, Ski. You can kick that off now. All right. Well, we open in the kitchen. Yes. Uh, we see uh, Blanche entering, and uh, she gives Dorothy some mail. It's like a little stack of mail. Uh, then Rose enters the kitchen, and the girls instantly complain about uh, an unpleasant smell. Uh, Rose tries to say, it's a, it's a new perfume, uh, but they quickly figure out that she's been feeding stray cats uh, in the neighborhood again. Right. Uh, Rose says that she you know, can't stand, stand hearing them moan all night long and like whining and stuff. Dorothy says, you know, she's getting used to that because she has a room adjacent to Blanche's. Yeah, I think that might have been my favorite line of the episode. Uh, now, I restricted my favorite line mm-hmm. to just what was new to this episode. Obviously, mm-hmm. there were lots of great lines within the, uh, the clips that they showed. Yeah. But yeah. as far as the ones that were original to this episode, I think that might have been my favorite one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If Not I that there was choose, a lot of competition, because be... there's only, what What would you guys say, maybe five minutes of time that was spent on the um, Seems reasonable. new new material? Maybe, yeah. yeah. Maybe slightly more, but not by much. Yeah, It's only 28-minute episodes, I think, so. Yeah. Uh, then Sophia enters the room and says, you know, something smells good. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, in contrast to what they all thought. Uh, when they explain that it's cat, flu- cat food, she claims that, you know, that's what they provide as a meal every Sunday at the home. Mm-hmm. And Dorothy protests, you know, the Shady Pines did not make her or force the residents to eat cat food. Sophia admits, you know, they, they weren't forced. They had the option to starve. Yeah. Uh, then she very succinctly states to the girls that, you know, she'll be moving out tomorrow. Uh, she goes to turn around, but Dorothy calls her back to explain. And, uh, and her mother tells the girls that uh, she is needed to help uh, her son, Phil, who's going through a hard time. His wife has left them. Uh, with most of the kids. Yeah, four of the six, was it? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. I think the two that stayed behind, she said something about uh, a parole, parole violation. Right, yeah. <laughs> State lines, yeah. Have they called her Big Sally before? I don't think so. At least not that I, I recall. Yeah, I, I really like that. <laughs> it was a nice detail. Uh, and his gold tooth. 
Like, oh I yeah, just, that's right. You know, I just like the fact that he's white trash now. He's like right. living in a trailer with Big Sally and, <laughs> and his, his six kids, yeah. four of whom you know mm-hmm. are allowed to travel across state lines. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it would be nice to have like a whole compilation of all the descriptors that we get to fill throughout mm-hmm. the series. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to see, like we yeah. could really paint a good picture yeah. of the way he's perceived by <laughs> the family. There was um. A show called Toast of London. Um, it was really good. And if you like Matt Berry, it's something worth checking out. Um, but he's like a struggling actor or whatever. But he does a lot of voice work um, to, you know, supplement his income or whatever. Because Matt Berry has a great voice. Um, but one of the two, there's like two dudes in the control booth. And every time he does it, it's like, you know, you know, can you hear me? You know, just sort of a back and forth thing. But one of the engineers in there, his name's Clem Fandango. Mm. And he always starts. It's a great his, name. It's such a great <laughs> name. But he always starts like, um, Stephen Clem Fandango, can you hear me? It's like he says that every single time. But like throughout the course of the season, like in the very first episode, Clem Fandango's in like a three piece suit. And each subsequent episode, his outfit gets more and more outlandish. <laughs> and like finally, like the very last episode, he's wearing like this chainmail mesh <laughs> tank top and like a little leather biker hat. And it's just, it's just the funniest thing ever because they don't address it. It's just like, like whatever's happening to Clem Fandango outside of that booth, he's definitely getting into some shit. <laughs> That's great. What was the name of the show again? Uh, Toast of London. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, it's available on the Netflix. It's very nice. Do you know how long, how long the episodes are? Is it like half hour? Yeah, or? yeah, like 25 minutes or so. Very nice. I'll, yeah, I'll definitely give it a try. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're, we're, I think... We're finally going to watch, um, we finished up Shameless mm-hmm. recently, like the mm-hmm. last, the yeah. Have they finally up, yes. final episode? Right, it, it's completely done, although that last season I don't think is on Netflix yet, because it just wrapped up on mm-hmm. Showtime or Star Wars, whichever one it's on. And so we're, I think we're going to go ahead and watch the season that's out there of uh, Queen's Gambit, we never got around to that, mm-hmm. and you know, had a that's lot of... That's pretty good, yeah. was, me and Nicole watched it. So yeah, I've, I've heard nothing but positive things about it, but yeah. after that we're wide open, so you know, yeah. maybe giving that one a try. Yeah, you should watch Justified. Justify? Yeah, I love that show. But isn't that a, a much more significant time? Um, um, I mean, it's six seasons, but I want to say some of the seasons are only like 13 episodes or so, so okay. I don't know. It's not terrible. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what, I'll watch Justified as soon as you finish Breaking Bad. Okay. Justified has you know, Timothy Oliphant. Oh, Breaking Bad has um, Brian Cranston. If you know Jane Kaczmarek. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Cranston, so you think that's the name that I should have said? Or or you're saying that Brian Cranston is trumped by Jane Kaczmarek and Malcolm in the Middle? Exactly. Well, he's also no Frankie Munoz in a good way. (laughs) So, I I don't know who else is in Justified either to... uh, Walter Groggins. Oh, okay. Um, He was the bad guy, the antagonist, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Well, I know he was the bad guy in what Ant-Man and the Wasp, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm not 100% sure if I love that guy or not. I Uh, do. Um, he was in Righteous Gemstones and Vice Principals. Vice Principals looked funny to me, but I never really watched good. it, but it looked good. Anyways, we're off track already, though. <laughs> that's part of the job. Oh, yeah. That, that's the, the better part of the job, honestly. <laughs> yeah, your job is to keep us focused, keep us recapping. I'm not very good at my job. <laughs> I enjoy too much listening you're to you. compensated accordingly. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sophia contests. You know, that, uh, oh, anyway, to recap back in there, uh, Dorothy, you know, says that, you know, she has to run off and help uh, Phil, you know, because his wife left him. Uh, Dorothy says that you know, she can't just run off and help Phil whenever he needs 
you know, help when anyone has problems. Although, how many times has she run off to help Phil in the entire series so far? Well, yeah, not we've never seen her leave to do something specifically to help <laughs> Phil so far. Certainly, I never. Think she went extent. there to visit before, but yeah, yeah, like I just, think that's the most I can remember. Yeah, and that was like a social visit. I think someone was graduating or something, something like yeah. that. Yeah, uh, she was staying for a few days, but that yeah. was the extent of it. So yeah. that's already kind of a, a failed premise. Yeah. <laughs> Sophia contests though that uh, you know she came to live with Dorothy when she needed her, and Dorothy reminds her mom that no, no, no. She came to live with him when the home burned down. <laughs> and then uh, we have our first flashback. Uh, we see Sophia arriving at the girl's home and very quickly explain that, you know, Shady Pines burned down, but don't worry, everyone's fine. Uh, also, she needs 67 bucks for a cab ride, mm-hmm. uh, but she's independent. She can right. make her own way. Well, I tell you what, because this is the one that's from the pilot episode. Um, Sophia looks so old. She really does. Like, they really styled her. Like, apparently, Shady Pines really was doing a number on her because she looked like <laughs> shit during her time at Shady Pines. She was living on cat food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, and it showed. Um, Only on Sundays. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so the rest of the week. Yeah, who knows? Um, but, yeah, it was... Uh, it was almost unsettling to see how yeah. much older and frailer and everything else she looked like they yeah. really stylized her to look more downtrodden in that I, first I wonder episode what the, the makeup choice was to, mm-hmm. to give her the better because i mean the look that she has in more re- recent episodes mm-hmm. and, and obviously the one mm-hmm. the other we're primarily reviewing here yeah uh she looks a lot more youthful and but that to my own remembrance that look kind of stayed throughout the rest of the series Oh, you mean like what is where she's currently at? Or you mean, yeah, yeah. Um, I, it does seem like it switched over pretty quick. I, I maybe even by the second episode they had her style. That one she looked more old and haggard. Yeah. Whereas there, there now she looks like the... she looks old, but like the cute kind of old. Yeah, you know, yeah. like a little. And that was the thing. Like so, between season one and two, Estelle Getty got a facelift. Oh, really? Yeah, like she used her Golden Girls money to you know de-age herself, <laughs> and so then they had to like fiddle with the makeup in order to get her back to. Oh, what that's people probably used what it to. was. <laughs> oh, well, I don't know because their look did change, but, but uh, I noticed a few of the uh, old the clips mm-hmm. we saw from this episode. Yeah, she looked different than she does now. It, yeah. So like. So there's sort of like, I guess in my mind, currently like three Estelle Gettys. You know, there's like the pilot one, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, the pilot version of Sophia. And then there's like the Sophia that, you know, we know and love from all the other episodes. And then there's the Sophia from Stop and My Mom Will Shoot, um, (laughs) which recently came out on Blu-ray. And we'll Uh talk about that, you know, when we get to that in the timeline or whatever. Um, But in watching it recently, it's like a totally, like, it's still... Sophia, and it's obviously still Estelle Getty or whatever, right. you know. But there are no mannerisms that are carried over. Like she plays the mom in that one, like more like a subdued Judge Judy type character. Like it was a real interesting performance, and we'll, we'll talk about it later, just because I really, really want to. I'll but look to it. Um, it doesn't come out until 1991, so we're oh, okay. a few years away before we get to it. Well, don't 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 go away now, folks, because you know you need to hang on to hear this description. Of I, would, it. I would say there's two more Estelles, or okay. Estelle, we'll uh-huh. say two more Sophias. Yeah. The transition Sophia from mm-hmm. pilot to current day, because okay. I think there is like some changes, uh-huh. and then the mysterious uh, Sophia that happens on all the uh, pictures, like promotional stuff. And it uh, looks like all the uh, covers. With the sunglasses took... and everything. Well, she's yeah. got no glasses. She's uh, just just a regular face. Mm-hmm. Usually yeah. a giant smile. Yeah. On like the uh, DVD covers and stuff. 
All right, well, yeah, we see her uh, ride in the house. Uh, she uh, says, hey, Shady Pines burned down. I need 67 bucks for the cab. Mm-hmm. Dorothy goes to take care of the cab. She then she does ask, though, you know, why it's so much, because it was only 15 minutes away. Sophia tells her that uh, the uh, driver was Cuban, I think she says, mm-hmm. and it was an extra charge for a bilingual driver. See, I didn't remember that joke. <laughs> I remember that joke. Oh, okay. Yeah, that one sounded familiar, at least to me. Okay. Well, that was the pilot, right? Right, yeah. So it's been a while now since we've rewatched yeah. that one. It seems like a fitting first clip. Yeah, I'd say yeah. so. Mm-hmm. Rose sits down and uh, Blanche enters saying how nice it is to see Sophia. Uh, but Sophia does not recognize her immediately. But does tell her she looks like she's dressed like a hooker. Uh, I think she actually uses prostitute, though. Mm-hmm. Blanche laughs it off. Uh, then the flash, they kind of flash forwards in that little clip uh, to uh, Blanche leaving with her date, Harry. Uh, he tries to kind of sweet talk Sophia, saying something about, uh, you know, you're clearly Blanche's sister, uh, but Sophia shuts him down immediately. <laughs> uh, they tell Harry that uh, Sophia's home burned down, and he comments on how horrible that is. But then Sophia adds some context that, you know, loud, continuous alarms uh, going off while slow elderly folks try to shuffle out of the building, you know, takes a toll on their older hearts. <laughs> uh, Blanche and Harry then depart, and Sophia immediately calls the guy a scuzzball. Dorothy then throws her hands up in frustration. <laughs> like, yeah. My crazy mom. <laughs> uh, we jump back to the present. And the girls are arguing that uh, she really doesn't need to go live with Phil. Maybe just visit for a bit. Uh, they point out that, you know, he lives in a trailer and she won't have any privacy. Sophia, however, you know, points out that uh, they all have separate rooms. And she still doesn't get any privacy. And uh, even says that, you know, frequently they end up in each other's beds. Yeah. Which is very true. <laughs> yeah, they mashed a few uh, a few clips together in this next one where they, you know, kind of did one with Dorothy in bed with her. And then, you know, yeah, the Yeah, Dorothy's one... in like every time, I think. Yeah. And, um, so the first one, Dorothy is getting into bed with her mom. Sophia claims that, you know, she can sense Dorothy's getting sick. And tomorrow she's going to wake up with a cold. Uh, they get kind of laid down and turn off the lights. And Dorothy asks what that smell is. Sophia says she doesn't notice any smell, but then admits that she does have, you know, Bengay on her knees, a little bit of Vicks on her chest, and uh, deep heat on her neck, which I looked that up. It's like a a special, like, it's, I think it's actually Vicks brand maybe even. Okay. But it's like a a special, like, deep tissue massage, like heating thing. Uh, Dorothy, I don't know if they make it anymore, by the way. Oh, okay. Dorothy claims that, you know, she, she she asks if she's pickling herself so she can live to be 100. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Sophia contends that, you know, she needs all that so she can function in the morning. Uh, Dorothy uh, starts to kind of get resituated in the bed, moving the blankets around a little bit. And Sophia says, keep it up. I'll need a Dramamine. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we get to another clip. We see uh, an instance where they are all sharing a room again. Dorothy wakes up her mother and asks, you know, how would you react if you found out one of your kids was gay? Sophia immediately assumes that she means Phil. Right. Uh, and yeah, says uh, he loved the Gladiator movies too much as a kid. Uh, when Dorothy dismisses this idea, Sophia you know, assumes it must be Dorothy then. And uh, that you know, she should stick with men because at her age, it's really hard to, quote, break into something new. Mm-hmm. Uh, finally, she gets her mom to you know, be serious a little bit. And Sophia says that you know, she would love that child. Uh, she wouldn't love him any less. Uh, she says he... But, I mean, she's got two yeah. daughters, right? Correct. Right. So, 
she's still pigeonholing Steve, uh, Phil. <laughs> well, that, that's true. But I true. think she's just like a generic he. Yeah, well, we already know that she doesn't love Phil all that much to begin with, so <laughs> maybe it's her hedging her bets. That, maybe, maybe. You know, the children that she already loves a lot, then she has a little love to lose if she needs to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and Dorothy says, because you're a great mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, as they start to kind of lay back down, Dorothy reveals, you know, that her friend Jean, who is visiting them, thinks that she may be in love with Rose. Uh, Blanche comes in when you know she hears him kind of laughing and giggling about that. Uh, they they tell her that Jean is a lesbian, and Blanche doesn't uh, immediately recognize what that word means, assuming that uh, she meant Lebanese. Mm-hmm. Uh, when she finally realizes what they're all talking about, uh, or both talking about, she seems uh, confused at the very concept of being gay, saying, you know, men have a lot more to offer. Uh, then they add that, you know, she may even be in love with Rose. Blanche is insulted then that uh, Jean would pick Rose over her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Uh, next one, uh, we again see Dorothy crawling into bed with her mom. Sophia starts to talk in her sleep as though her late husband was cuddling up to her. Mm-hmm. And uh, when Dorothy tells her, no, no, it's me, Mom, he basically tells her to get lost. Uh, we learn that the heater went out, and uh, Sophia is the only one in the house with an electric blanket, and the house is freezing. Uh, then shortly after, Blanche, uh, in a very... W- Heavy winter coat enters and gets into bed also, despite their protests. Right. Finally, Rose comes in and tells them that, you know, she'd try to fix the heater. Initially, they, like, say, good job, awesome, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, she tells them that instead she uh, accidentally switched on the air conditioner and it now will not turn off. Right. <laughs> so uh, Rose gets into bed with the girls. Uh, they bicker for a little bit. Uh, then Rose gets out briefly to say her goodnight prayers. Uh, she thanks God for having such good, loving friends. Uh, then the Lord thanks her and tells her to get back to sleep. Uh, Blanche tells Dorothy, you know, nice work. Dorothy says that it wasn't her, uh, and she hadn't said anything, even though it definitely sounded like her voice. <laughs> right. Uh, then Blanche's eyes get real wide, and she starts saying a prayer. <laughs> yeah, if you really thought, though, I mean, I'm not giving a whole lot of commentary on these just because I know we we gave commentary <laughs> on them the first time around. Um, but just again, going back to that, if you really thought that you were hearing the voice of God, mm-hmm. uh, even for a moment, you're like, was that really? I mean, whether it was Rose or uh-huh. Blanche, I feel like the reaction should be much stronger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, well, especially since, like, you know, like that's the moment he chose to talk to her. Right. And not when she's, like, sitting at her kitchen table by herself. Yeah. Celebrating a birthday cake. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe at that time she was hearing voices from down below and we just weren't hearing them on the uh, screen telling her to. Go ahead and take the plunge. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I felt that way after watching that particular clip from that episode. <laughs> exactly. God telling her not to put her head in the oven. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's the, all the, the saving she needed for that one. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I If if Sherry, by you know, any chance, uh, goes before me... Mm-hmm. Um, I actually hope that I get one birthday where I can recreate that scene <laughs> um, and then yeah. send it to the kids. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but um, anyways, hopefully I don't like, ever have to deal with just, that. But if it does happen, then I'm going to take advantage of it. Exactly. Your kids are just, you know, living their best life. And so they get a notification on their phones like dad's going live. <laughs> and look at it. It's just you. 
<laughs> celebrating with a cake yeah. by yourself talking to myself exactly. you know as if sherry was there with me <laughs> exactly. that's really funny well, like i said i hope i don't get that opportunity but if it happens to him around i'm definitely going to take advantage yeah, of it. yeah absolutely absolutely so. so if we try to throw you a birthday party you cancel it is what you're saying well you know I, I guess it depends um i mean this is still hopefully well in the future but yeah i i think what it would be is i'd be like oh well let's not do it on my birthday we'll do it on the weekend um <laughs> so then on my birthday i could still do the gag got it know. got it that's clever listen if you lose somebody who's really close to you you got to try to have a little fun with it if you can mm-hmm. find your happiness where where it lies so. <laughs> find your happiness in crushing sadness <laughs> right <laughs> um gentlemen i work with mother-in-law passed last week and they were doing the cremation route and they provided their own urn okay. you know um, as a receptacle for the ashes um, but there was a $30 fee to transfer the ashes to their provided urn okay. like if you purchase an urn directly through them you know they'll they'll you know transfer no it for you charge. no charge but if you bring your own urn there's mm-hmm. a like it's a weird like right? an uncorking fee like a <laughs> bottle of wine at a restaurant or something <laughs> it's just weird that is odd um i wonder how they would react if you brought in you know like i think it'd be nice to go out with some humor mm-hmm. um you know as best as i can so, like, if I were to purchase a, a urn shaped like a toilet mm-hmm. or something like that, um, <laughs> so I, I wonder if the funeral parlor would be like, okay, well, if that's what they wanted, then it's cool. We'll you yeah. can, you put can it ask in this, that everybody this... comes up and kisses the urn. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so, I don't know. Like, I think about that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. You know, I, I have you know, different songs in my mental playlist as far mm-hmm. as I know we've talked about it before. Yeah. Yours seems like it's a more genuine list of mm-hmm. songs that mean something to you. And mine are songs I enjoy, but they would be ones that would have uh, more humor to them than substance. Yeah, you're just like, just throw on Jock Jams Volume 2. <laughs> right. <laughs> you ready for this? That's probably Volume 1, though. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a real top-notch Jock Jam. That's it right. <laughs> Anyways, so go ahead, Ski. Where, where are we at on this clip show? So, well, hold on. Similarly, uh, I have thought before about, uh, well, everyone's kind of in the, the just solemn mood, right? Like, uh, oftentimes... There'll be like uh, just music playing while mm-hmm. people kind of weep, right? Mm-hmm. I thought it'd be almost crushingly horrible to just make it a really long song yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> and play it in its entirety, maybe right. an extended version even. Yeah. <laughs> it would be awesome if the place would allow me to have my ashes loaded into a can and then shot onto the audience. <laughs> <laughs> so as everybody's sitting there, <laughs> just raining down. <laughs> it's like a son of a bitch. <laughs> But anyways, all right, so now you can get it, back um, to the oh it's the can't think of the dude's name. Um Tim Robinson. Okay. Um that sketch show I think you should leave with Tim Robinson. Like the second funniest sketch on that entire first season's uh Fred Willard. And he plays a uh, a church organist at a funeral. Mm-hmm. But so like the normal organist called off sick, so he's like the replacement organist at the funeral, but he's like a circus organist or whatever. <laughs> and so like style doesn't match, does yeah, it? yeah, exactly. Like so, like you know, play the next hymn, maybe Elephant Walk, and you're like, oh, no, 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 no. like he's crashing plates and stuff like that. It is the funniest thing ever. It's so funny. Yeah, I'd look look for that. I mean, I'd imagine I could probably find that on YouTube or yeah, whatever for that yeah. particular clip. It like, <laughs> yeah. does sound great. It's really, really funny. 
Well, after that last one, we jump back to the present. Again, Sophia tells the girls, you know, she feels that she has to go where she's needed. Uh, they point out that Phil has been getting, you know, uh, or she had said to them that Phil was getting along better with his wife. But Sophia says that, you know, they were never really right for each other and that uh, she never really supported him. Dorothy says that Sophia, you know, always defends Phil, but honestly, he just makes bad choices about women. Sophia then reminds the girls of all the losers they've brought into this house uh, with an exclamation pointed at uh, Blanche. Right. Uh, we flash back again. Blanche is uh, now standing in the doorway with her much younger uh, jazzercise coach, <laughs> <Right>. Dirk. <laughs> she is saying her goodbyes, but uh, he basically asks her out to dinner. He uh, leaves, uh, and Blanche looks a bit flush, admitting that you know he's slightly younger than her. Uh, the scene then jumps ahead, and Blanche is discussing that uh, she thinks she will move forward with a relationship with Dirk, uh, even though he is five years younger than her. <laughs> Almost Dorothy, five years. <laughs> Dorothy, uh, with a dead, deadpan face, asks, in what, Blanche? Dog ears? Mm-hmm. You know, for anyone who forgot, uh, Blanche or uh, Dirk is really only asking her out because he she reminds him of his mom or right, grandma. Yeah. I, or think it's, right? I think it's his mom. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, th- I thought that it would be better for that particular flashback set if they would have, in much more like rapid succession, shown all of the uh, <laughs> different men that Blanche has gone out with during the course of the show. I thought that would have been funnier to that see. That almost had to have been an entire like recap of this elf of the series. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, you could just show each man for like a second or two. Like, you know, yeah, you, you could true. fit them all in to the same length of time. Yeah. Boom, with boom, the, boom, boom. With the big finale being the conga line from her birthday party. Right, yeah, <laughs> that would have been go. perfect. Yeah, yeah that would have been a great way to... Tatted in. Um, although there was no clips from this season in it, mm-hmm. which I can't remember if that one was from season three or from yeah. season two, but either way, that would have been, a, I think, a better way to go. But especially if they included that at the end, that would have been a great way to mm-hmm. to do it. He's got it. Yeah, that's, I really like that one. Um, but uh, then we jump in to another skit. Uh, we see them, uh, sorry, a man is entering the home in a clerical uniform. Uh, we can tell that Blanche is surprised he is a priest. Mm-hmm. And the man realizes that uh, Dorothy did not know that he was. Mm-hmm. Background is that uh, he is friends with Dorothy at school, and uh, she is quite taken with him. So he was over there. He thought he was going over just for dinner. Uh, Dorothy thought she was going on a date, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rose comes in and basically trips over herself, freaking out that when she realizes, you know, comes to grips with the situation that, you know, Dorothy doesn't know he's a priest. Uh, then Dorothy comes in. And uh, sees the outfit. She admits that, uh, you know, of course they can still be friends, even though he is Father Leahy. Uh, they sit together kind of awkwardly uh, and a bit embarrassed. He tells her that, you know, she looks very nice, though. And uh, she says that she looks like a solid gold dancer while wearing, like, a sparkly mm-hmm. blouse. Right. The mother of a solid gold dancer. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Mother. <laughs> Important distinction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We I, jump to another. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, Father Frank, you know, still... I, I just love that dude's performance. Yeah. He just he put a little English on every line he delivered. <laughs> I'm just a really, really big fan. It was a good yeah. guest. I know. Appearance. Like, he acted as if like, he, he was Burt Reynolds mm-hmm. or some shit. Yeah. He's like, I am the biggest celebrity to ever guest star on this Rinky Dink show. Well, and it's funny because he seems like, at least based on that performance, uh-huh. and granted, you know, thinking back to the, the whole episode that yeah. he was in, I think he would be great in that guest role type of thing where uh-huh. you can come in, chew a little scenery. Yeah. Um, I think it probably would be too over the top to be like the lead on a regular show. Uh-huh. It would probably get grading after yeah. a little while, but uh-huh. he is great for a guest actor. Yeah. So 
Yeah, I, I'd agree with you. He sold that episode, I think. Mm-hmm. He did. Way to go, Father Frank. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now we see the girls exchanging gifts at Christmas on another skit, <laughs> or clip, rather. Uh, Blanche gives them each a handmade calendar featuring a uh, different man from her life, each one that represented a different month. And uh, we never really told exactly how explicit the photos are, but we're led to believe that they're kind of explicit. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it would appear they would either have to be fully nude based on the comments or at the very least Tight clothing. show, yeah, like an outline of everything mm-hmm. that's there. But. Yeah, they gawk at a few of them, and Sophia even comments that uh, she's surprised she could walk after October. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we change again, Dorothy and Blanche. I think that's my favorite line of the entire episode. <laughs> really, I'm surprised you could walk in October. And, and that was a clip show, too, I think. They were talking about mm-hmm. different, uh, yeah, like not twas a clip the, show, but as vignettes. Twas mm-hmm. the nightmare before Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, we change again, and Dorothy and Blanche are uh, kind of pushing Rose for details on a man she's been seeing for a while, Dr. Jonathan Newman, mm-hmm. a psychiatrist from uh, the center. He would not have made the cut for the calendar. No. <laughs> hey, you don't know. He could be a tripod. <laughs> so. <laughs> it jumps forward again, and we we learn that Jonathan is a little person. Uh, Dorothy does her very best to avoid making any insensitive comments, but does trip up uh, a little bit, uh, asking for his height. I mean, hat. Yeah. Uh, Blanche, however, comes in and shows no such restraint, <laughs> assuming Rose is uh, pranking her, as uh, she puts her foot in her mouth further and further. Rose's face kind of fills with more and more with anger. Blanche and Dorothy uh, retreat to the kitchen, and Dorothy confirms that, yes, Blanche definitely has made a fool of herself. Uh, when she composes herself and brings out some snacks, uh, the hits keep on coming because she offers the man some shrimp. Mm-hmm. And then immediately has to turn yeah, around and back, walk back out. As soon as she realizes what she said, yeah. I think that, not that specific spot, but... When she comes to the realization that she, you know, has been making this mistake the entire time, and she's like, "I wish I could die." Yeah, <laughs> I think that was my favorite line of the episode, as far as like the the, yeah, the clip the, the, parts the of the it. The laugh goes from genuine to like, "Oh no, <laughs> yeah, what have I done?" <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, that was reminded me of a fun Lord episode. Lord, take me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, then we jump back to present again. Uh, we see the girls pleading even more with Sophia to change her mind, which really is the only plot. Yeah. But Sophia tells him that her mind is made up, and, you know, my baby needs me. Uh, she gets up to go pack, but Dorothy asks, what about me, Ma? Sophia says, you know, she's always been able to care for herself. Mm-hmm. Blanche asks how, you know, how will she, she get on without her? And Sophia again says that, you know, she's been independent uh, long before they met. Finally, Rose asks about herself. You know, Sophia tells her that, you know, you need the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Blanche asks one last time if she'll reconsider but she exits saying that, you know, she's leaving in the morning. The girls kind of look around sadly at each other, not sure what to do. And that is the end of that part of it. There was one little line in that that um, it, was a, it was a reasonably funny line. But then when I looked into the reference, it, it I enjoyed the reference uh, okay. a lot. Um, it was when Blanche was talking about, uh, you know, the men that she's dated. I couldn't remember if it happened before they started doing those clips or after. So that's why I didn't interject previously. But Do Sophia tell. says... Um, Please, you've ridden more winners than uh, Willie Shoemaker. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, a, he's a jockey. jockey yeah, yeah, he's a very you know, <laughs> a, a famous jockey. Which you know, I think at the time he he held the record for uh, total professional uh, jockey uh, wins for like twenty nine years. I think he wow, held the record. That's a long time. But the part that I enjoyed the most when I was looking up on him is that apparently he also uh, was a, an author of sorts. He wrote three books after he retired from being a jockey. 
the name of the three books are uh, Stalking Horse, Fire Horse, and Dark Horse. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it said that the uh, definite trend there. It was uh, the the theme. overall idea of them is jockey turned sleuth Coley Killebrew <laughs> using his uh, racetrack experience in and about his restaurant and the horse world. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I, <laughs> see, I just that's, love that's targeting a real specific audience. Yeah, yeah, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I guess they were, you know, must have been successful enough that he managed to make three in the series. <laughs> right. but, yeah, Unless that, it was a package deal. That would not have been an, quite enough to do an Allen's deep dive on had I been recapping this. But, <laughs> but you the did ver- buy them. That's probably what I would have so. yeah, so I would have bought them and read them all so that I could have given a full recap of those as well. But anyway, so yeah, I didn't bother with any guest stars mm-hmm. for these because obviously there were some that were interspersed in the different Yeah, but clips, they're all previous ones. But yeah, as far as the original stuff, there was no guest stars on it. So, Ski, who gets the MVP for you on this? Uh, I gave it to Sophia. Uh, she always seems to have the best clips and comebacks. Um, now, did you base your MVP no, on the clips I, overall? Or I, I did, yeah. I, okay. I I felt like there was so much of that as the content. I, I figured I had to kind of – so, honestly, it's almost a giveaway. Like mm-hmm. it's, I, I just figured, first of all, the, the plot, if you want to call it that, is centered around Sophia and uh, – and then I think, like you say, uh, she's featured a lot in the clips as well mm-hmm. as, you know, potentially the, the star, if you will. Well, you'd have to think that in a general sense, you're doing a clip show. That is just the absolute best place for Sophia because so mm-hmm. much of her comedy on the show oh, exactly. are the one-liners and mm-hmm. the quips and the zingers and whatnot. Yeah. So something where you're just distilling it down to just that kind of part should really mm-hmm. favor Sophia in general. But <coughs> who got the MVP for you, Brent? Oh, Father Frank. Oh, okay. So j- he just did enough in his 30 seconds on the screen to... <laughs> yeah. yeah, just a rock-solid performance. I felt like when I looked at the clips all together, um, the MVP for me ended up being Blanche for this one. Mm-hmm. I just felt like she was... I-, I liked her clips the best. Like I said, my favorite line it- within this episode was the one about her mm-hmm. wishing she was dead after <laughs> making fun of the good doctor. Um, see, see, I thought that like her performance there was like the poor man's version of roses he's a priest isn't he oh yeah that was good too um again this is an awkward episode anyway but yeah. uh how many slices of cheesecake did you give this one ski solid two two okay i so thought are, it was I, I have learned that as my adult self i do not like clip shows oh really i think as a kid i liked them a lot yeah <laughs> i, I kind of remember I being into them when i was younger too but uh how about you brent what's it get for you uh, i like clip shows especially if i've seen all the episodes mm-hmm. you know it's like oh I've, I've seen all these you know it's like a sense of accomplishment <laughs> that's how i took it when i was a kid but yeah i would give it four and a half slices of cheesecake See, I feel like for me, I can't. Four is what I gave it, mm-hmm. and kind of my rationale is that obviously the actual news story is incredibly weak. I mean, it's basically yeah. just an excuse to put the clips together, um, and and of course, you know, it you don't even get to see it through to completion in this first half of it. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I kind of have to weigh that against. Yeah, the clips are all good clips. I mean, they were all mm-hmm. it was a solid selection of clips they chose to I put in this first clip show, mm-hmm. um, but without new other like. With the new material they have being so threadbare anyway, mm-hmm. I feel like I can't uh, grade. I can't give a higher grade than a four. Mm-hmm. I think it was it was a solid average episode. If you were just sitting down and that episode having to come <laughs> on, I don't think you'd be disappointed about it. Mm-hmm. But I don't think you would ever seek it out like, oh, I really want to watch the clip show episode. Mm-hmm. So, so four well, maybe is, if you want to see an hour of Golden Girls. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah, if you were going to watch the whole thing together. 
that could make a little bit of a difference. I still don't think it would rise much higher, but four mm-hmm. is what it gets for me. So, for, so for our very first episode of a clip show, mm-hmm. also with a grandfather in our midst, <laughs> um, yeah, I think uh, we uh, hopefully left you wanting more uh, to see the second half of uh, of <laughs> Golden tuned. Moments, yeah, part two. So we could do a cliffhanger. Oh, a cliffhanger. Yeah. So, uh, do do you want to give us our cliffhanger? Do you have an idea? I don't know. Um, has he announced the the gender of his grandchild? I don't think so. Um, it's so tune so, in next. Oh yeah, I, I, was, I, was I think <laughs> I almost gave it away. I was <laughs> like, "Fuck your cliffhanger!" <laughs> exactly. I think at some point earlier we mm-hmm. had discussed it, but yeah. I could be wrong. Yeah. So if you don't know, and if you want to know mm-hmm. what uh, what Grandpa Ski's uh, <laughs> grandchild is uh, as far as the gender, um, will state- Sophia leave? Yeah, so stay tuned and. Uh, oh yeah, that's good. Well, Sophia's actually going to leave. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's yeah, at this point, you know, we're we're still uh, still even. She's but. dead set in her ways. I mean, she's making it sound like every time they go back and say please, please, she's like, no, I'll have none of it. <laughs> Phil needs me. Right, that's true. At this point, it certainly looks like she's on her way out. This next episode could be the last episode we ever it see Sophia be. on the show. So definitely tune in next week. And until then, stay golden. Hey, thanks so much for downloading today. If you enjoyed that opening, you should definitely check out Ashley Jade on YouTube. She has a bunch of awesome compositions on there. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at sophiaschoicepodcast at gmail.com. You can also reach us on Twitter at sophiaschoicepc. We plan to have a new episode out every Monday. If you have a moment, give us a rating on iTunes or wherever else fine podcasts are downloaded. And of course, stay golden.